I'm walking away from Old Trafford now. Ooh. On to some at Busby Way. Might as well get this out of the way with. Manchester United nil. Liverpool 5. That was horrendous. Fans are streaming out. Liverpool fans are singing, you never walk alone in the away end. There's a lot of police about. Well, just normal for a picture of this. Status. Manchester United nil. Liverpool 5. It was 4-0 at half-time. United were good for the first. Three minutes. And we know Liverpool are good. We know they're excellent. We know they've got a very good manager. One of the best in the world. We know that Mo Salah's probably the most informed footballer in the world at the moment. Can't say the same about any of the United players. The team looks like it's falling apart. The results been poor, performances have been poor. Same old, innit? Saying this far too often now. Just walking up to Smart Busby Way, Chester Road, by the Trafford pub. You can hear the generators of food, trucks. It's a big poster of Cristiano Ronaldo saying welcome back on the doors of the Trafford pub. And the traffic's been stopped. I always wonder I'm not going to get sidetracked here. Who on earth decides to go for a drive just as United are finishing? I mean, they're going to be stuck here now for well over an hour. There's hundreds of cars. They've not been to the game. You would know that Manchester United are playing, I'd imagine. It's probably better not to know, given how bad the team are playing. And United were overrun. The defence was shambolic in the first half. We've said that several times this season. We can name them all. You all know the names. Midfield was totally outclassed. When you compare the likes of what United have in the middle with Jordan Henderson, who was fantastic, they're miles off. But it's not just about individuals. Liverpool's defence looked so strong when they were tested, which was rarely... United did have a couple of chances, but look, Manchester United nil, Liverpool five. And the question which everybody will be asking is what happens now to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Liverpool fans were singing, Ole's at the wheel, Ole must stay, Ole give us a wave. It feels like leaving Anfield in 1992, home fans Scousers rubbing it in your face and I'd do exactly the same if I was them um, but I'm not there's a point after 84 minutes when it started raining they started singing you never walk alone a man's just walked past me I've overheard in conversation here saying top four top four if we're looking and pretty hard to agree with that sentiment at the moment United are in a, are in a slump the league form is horrendous. After good results, not performances, results at the start of the season, United have dropped points uh, home to Everton. 
lost at home to Aston Villa. We've been hammered at home by Liverpool. Conceded four to Leicester City away. Been knocked out of the League Cup. Okay, getting by in Europe. But we all know this isn't good enough. Nowhere near for Manchester United. I have no hard evidence as I walk away from Old Trafford now towards White City that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is going to be sacked. I know that's what people will talk about. I know that people have just been coming up to me saying, as I said, he's got to fall on his sword, he's got to go. And they're sad that it's their feeling that it's come to this. And because they like, they like Ole, probably said he's done a good job to get United up to second. And what I hear most now is, is he the man to take uh, the team forward? And it's very hard to argue that when the, the, you get results like that. Actually, thought it'd be nil-nil before the game today. Thought United would do what they've done before against Liverpool. Liverpool are so good. Now, Klopp had time to build his team, but Ollie's had time to build his team. If it was a one-off free result, fine, it's not. And the fixtures do not get any easier. United have got next home game is against Manchester City. The next two away games in Europe are against Atalanta and Villarreal. Both of whom might feel they were worth at least a point at Old Trafford. Will Oli be in charge at that point? I don't know. I think what you'll get over the next few days is stories of dissent in the dressing room. Clearly players are going to be unhappy. You'd be stunned if they were not unhappy. They're looking fools. And some of it is on them as well. But this is bad. United We Stand podcast. Can I ask you how you feel after that? Swear. <laughs> fed Giant. up to the back teeth. You're fed up uh, with it. Fed up with the defending. There's non-existent defending. That's the problem with it. We're gifting goals to people and you just can't keep coming back from it. And there's no passion in there, as, as we were saying here. You know, Roy Keane, Gary Neville, who'd have been throwing themselves into it there. They're not, they're wandering about as if it's, you know, nearly nearly tea time. No, terrible. What's your take on, on the manager? <laughs> I think he's uh, lost the confidence of the players. And uh, they're just not working for him. They're not putting everything into it. So, if you get rid of him, though, who do you bring in? And how do you replace the defence? You can't, so... Whoever comes in has got the same players. Walking past a gentleman who's on the floor there. I don't know what's happened, but there are a lot of police there. And there are a lot of Canada police sirens now. There are a lot of handy-looking lads around him. Um, Looks quite worrying, that. What do you think, mate? just said to me Dan I can't really be asked talking about it I know I know I've <laughs> got to write about this I don't know alright you put up with it in the 70s we had an excuse because we had no money and no great players but we've got Bruno we've got Ronaldo we've got Pogba we've got Marcus Rashford 
but we haven't got a team. Simple as that, we haven't got a team. I don't know if... I don't know what Ali can do now. I can't see him being able to coach anything better than what he's doing. I think he's hit his peak. And I've never been an Ollie out guy, but I'm starting to lose faith. I don't think they've got any respect for him anymore. I I asked him after the game on Wednesday what he'd said to the players at half-time, and he said that he was calm. We've seen conflicting reports of that, what was said. And the result was that United came out in the second half and scored three goals. Um, the result today was whatever was said. Liverpool are miles better than Atalanta and Liverpool scored a goal. Paul Pogba got sent off. What's your, what's your feeling on, on, on individual players at Pogba? Well, he doesn't play for United the way he plays for, for uh, France. Maybe it's because he's got different players there, I don't know. But uh, I can see him going at the next transfer window. You said that you're losing faith in the manager now. Is there anyone who you thought about could take over? Or do you not even want to uh, think about that? Uh, well, I mean, who's out there, really? Who's going to... Not many. I don't really want Conte, because he's defensive, and it'd be like getting Mourinho back in. <laughs> Although, you never know. He might give him a rollicking, at least, because Solskjaer just stands there with his hand against his chin. Show a bit of passion. I know he does, but... The only other name I've heard bandied around is Rogers. I'm not sure about him. And as you say that, you do a big gulp. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You think Rogers is another nearly man? Yeah. A lot of people listening to this won't have supported the team for as long as you have. You've seen Manchester United be relegated. Wow. Can you give me any words of encouragement? <laughs> not really. I mean, I, 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 just, I just wonder who is the United defensive coach? Have we got one? If we haven't get one, if we have got one, suck him. Because the, the defending is so bad, it's... I don't know, you could say it's schoolboy, but it's not. It's worse than schoolboy defending. There's just no defence at all at times. I mean, the first goal on uh, Wednesday... I mean, McGranny could have scored that. Same with the goals tonight. I've got a two, two-year-old grandson. He could have scored those. They were tappings. I felt sorry for David De Gea because he had absolutely no support whatsoever. And apart from one save, he had nothing to do. He had no chance with any of the goals. The engines you can hear are some of the many supporters, club coaches that come to Old Trafford from all around the, the country. I know the Glasgow coach parks up here. Yeah, the club support is incredible. I know a bit of made was of people leaving before the end of the game, but... I think 80% of the crowd were still inside after, after 80 minutes and loyal to a fault, I don't know. Just incredibly frustrating. I'm sure you all feel exactly the same but listening to this. I can see people going into some of the pubs now. Maybe the best ways to uh, drown the sorrows. After that, I think as football fans, you'd all have your low points, your high points. It was definitely a low point. This was absolutely awful. The rest of the podcast will be from... Some of the chats we had around the Atalanta game and also before the Liverpool game. I'm sorry it's like this, but it is. And just in continuation, the gentleman, what's your name? Phil said, uh, the, the mad thing is, I'll be here at the next match. Which is City. Which is City. 
the mad thing is, I think we all be. God help us, yeah. It doesn't rain, it pours, so I went to the metro station to get a, a tram to the airport and they've all been cancelled because of staffing shortages. So then it started raining and then I got on the tram thinking I'll uh, just get away from Old Trafford and all the people and get to somewhere like Altrincham and take a taxi to the airport. And then I got to Guardian Angels, not for the first time. Um, offered me a lift to the airport. Um, how are you two feeling now? You're both United fans. I've seen you go to the games for years. Uh, absolutely devastated after that. Um, loss of words, really. And the, the underlying feeling is that it's Manchester United Football Club. Our standards just aren't being met at the moment. That's, that's the top and bottom of it for me, Andy. Uh, how are you feeling about the manager? much as we all hoped at the start that it would work you know and he, I think he has been given given leeway to say the least um, I think unfortunately now the t- his time has come um, I just do not see any way back from this certainly with the recruitment in the summer what he was given the backing uh, people might argue he should have been bats maybe earlier in different areas of the pitch but you know certainly with the recruitment that he was given in the summer I believe that you know results just aren't reflecting the backing that he was given in the summer. So this was about being a title challenging season, wasn't it? And when Sancho and Ronaldo and Varane came in, optimism rose accordingly. Well, well, absolutely, yeah. When when recruitment at that level, you know, when you get recruitment in the summer to that, to that standard, then obviously you know expectations rise alongside it, and that, and that's correct. At the end of the day, it's Manchester United Football Club, and, and we're here. You know, we have no divine right to be winning things, but we see, you know, that squad of players. I mentioned it at the match while I, while I was talking to my mate. That, that that squad really there on paper. Football's not played on paper, obviously. Well, that squad of players that he's got there is better than Fergie's last title winning team, in my opinion. What Fergie won that league with his last league title. How are you feeling? And I must thank you because when I was doing my bike ride last month, you turned up to see me. And I appreciated that because it was a tough moment. I don't know what was tougher, my arse falling out or uh, <laughs> watching United get hammered at home to Liverpool. Well, at least it wasn't your arse getting hammered, I suppose. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, it's, 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 just as, it's just a pit start. I mean, when you see Pogba warming up in the first half down the touchline and he's, he's high-fiving whoever it was of theirs, you just kind of think there's no... There's something missing there in the squad. For me, Pogba. High fiving Liverpool players. Yeah, whoever it was that was warming up with them, he was there high fiving, hugging, whatever it was, whoever it was. Sorry, um, you know it's it's just not right. You know what I mean? You should be if you know him, just ignore him. You know what I mean? Don't don't don't. It, that that just shows the lack of for me lack of respect for Manchester United first off, and especially lack of lack of respect for this this fixture and what we think about them lot. Um, yeah, he, I don't know. You just you just at a loss. You know, we, we've got Ander Bake on on the, on the bench. Um, can't can't get anywhere near near. Um, like know, like Matty said said earlier on, he's, he's not been given any sort of fair proper running the game. And he, I just don't know. You just is 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 all his time done now? You know. Do you think it should be? 
the romantic in me would still absolutely love him to get there and do it, but it, it, it feels like it's starting to get to that, that stage where it's, it's getting past him now, and I'd love to be proved wrong, but uh, it, it's... I'll, I'll second that, yeah, and it, me. Yeah, I'd love to be proven wrong over the long run, but I just don't. I just do not see it now. I see it in no way back. And what I also think as well, and I, and I understand the reasoning behind this, due to his obviously past with United and what he's achieved with us as a player, that he has been treated by a different set of rules than obviously his predecessors, certainly Mourinho and Van Gaal. Um, and that, that's that's really where I stand on it. He's been in the job almost three years now. Right. Cardiff away was his first game. We were on the Rattler, weren't we? Went yeah. down there, Cardiff away. Wow, what a day. Yeah, yeah. that was the last game before Christmas, yeah. 5-1, five, five, if this is, like I said before on the tram, if this had ended 5-1 today, it kind of, it might have been one of those sort of thing written in the, not written in the stars, but, you know, starts 5-1 and, and he finishes his time at 5-1. And you can't, he, he has definitely done something. You know, he's yeah. brought the club up to a level you know, we, we are far better than where we were. He's changed the ethos within the club, despite what I said about the likes of Pogba, you know, before. You know, we've got a squad, but maybe he now needs somebody who can take that squad and get them to actually play, you know, get a tune and actually play to their potential. You know, it's it, it, maybe he, he, he seems to have assembled it and then, you know, it'd be one of them, oh, it's somebody else's squad when the next man comes in. But, you know I mean, he's... No one can deny that he's, he's, you know, on paper there he's got a real good, good, good squad assembled, and he's got rid of some of the, you know, the proper deadwood out of it. You know, there is still more in there, but you know, there's I just don't that. Know. That's a narrative now, and and I think you can argue that with some conviction. But I also know how football managers work, and they come in and say one man's poison is another man's ivy, and vice versa. And this squad is seven players short of the levels where I need it to be and give me two years to show some signs of progress. And that has happened with every Manchester United manager. Um, you know, Alex Ferguson needed time, he said that, and, and he took years. Uh, David Moyes said it, Louis van Gaal said it, uh, George Mourinho said it, and the, 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 uh, whoever comes in next, I'm pretty certain, would say the same thing. But the, the, the difference between Fergie when he come down from Scotland, he dismantled the old firm's monopoly on Scottish football. So he, 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 got, had, he had a track record. He had a track record. That, that, that's, that's the point. You know, right, Solskjaer's won a lead title with Mulder uh, over in Norway. But, so, uh, you know, Fergie, he dismantled the old firm's monopoly on Scottish football. He, he, he won a lead title, he split that domination up, and it also took Aberdeen to a European final, if, if memory serves me right. So. You know, it's, he did. He, I, I just think had, whoever whoever it is now, it's going to be very very difficult if if a new person comes in and we don't know that's going to happen yet. Uh, the, the rivals are far better funded than they were. Correct. Um, well, football's completely different to to what it was when Fergie came down, isn't it? It's you know, a different landscape. You know, you, you know what I mean. We're essentially, you know, what I mean, we we haven't got like the funding like all the or, you know. The other ones now, like to the Newcastles and stuff like that, people say, "Oh, you know, we've got we spent all this, that, and the other." You know, most of our has been self-funded. All, uh, all, all, all Manchester United needs to be able to do is spend their own money instead of you know, it, it's a total different argument. It needs to be removed from this, you know, what what the conversation that we're in the middle of. But Manchester United Football Club needs to be allowed to spend their own money instead of servicing debt. Etc. Etc. You know, people people go on about it. They've gone on gone on about it for a long time, and that is the the, the biggest difference. We, we we do not need 
a billionaire state funded football club like that lot across town or what's just happened at Newcastle United all United need to be able to spend their own money stand on their own two feet but unfortunately that can't happen at the moment that sounds very very flippant considering what happened in the summer when Solskjaer was backed and he was backed heavily um, and that sends us full circle again in terms of I believe from a personal point of view that he's not getting anywhere near anywhere near that, that squad of players what he should be getting that's true definitely true yeah. I mean the positive from today you know he, what was there any well <laughs> I'm really intrigued yeah, what you're going to say I'm now only in the stand the game kicked off on time something like that <laughs> yeah um, that as Oli came out the positive might be that them lot are still locked in yeah <laughs> like, you know, like we would be alright yeah, I know you knew the Stratford end today yeah are you going to yeah. talk about the atmosphere yeah well, that, that's it you know we're, we're in that block every game and you know, for the last 15 minutes of the game and then injury time and then, then until all the players and even all, all, all that lot were off the pitch, you know what I mean? It, it was non-stop. You know, you could even see the other parts of the ground catching in and it was it was that felt like that classic defiant United sort of thing. It was almost as if you could probably expect that there was going to be, you heard, you know, there was some booze at half-time. You'd have half expected it at full-time, but it's almost as if, like, that's what we're expecting, you know, Let's sort of show them this. This is this is you know this is United and yeah you know we did knock you off your fucking perch and uh, you know that that's that. So I don't, I don't know. But, yeah, the positive was yeah that you know they were out so they were they were terrible as per usual and um, yeah you know at least yeah the positive you with mates having a good laugh making a noise. Oli acknowledged it even as he came out. You know we heard what he said in the week. You know he came out and you could see he gave a bit of a nod to nod to our bit. Um, Okay. Thank you. I'll, I'll just add to that. Uh, I've not seen Rick for quite a while, but uh, all credit where credit's due with what he's done with the uh, TRA. It's absolutely super. Rick McGar, yeah. Yeah, that's off Matty uh, from the coach. Credit to Rick. All right. So the two teams are lining up on the pitch. Liverpool fans to my right. Singing and never walk alone. Oli Gunnar shaking hands with Jurgen Klopp. It's the biggest game in English football. Stratford End's coming alive now. You and ITED. players were in front of a no room for racism banner and here it is these are the teams fingers crossed here we go well this is what it was like before the game I like these comments so I'm still stood outside the ground um, and Shaw's come Jim White who writes for us is come he's just looking at the front cover with Steve Bruce on have we have we widened a mark there, or do you like the Steve Bruce on the oh, cover? I really like the Steve Bruce. I, I didn't do it. Good. It was Bandit, so you no, can no, stag no, it off no, if you no, want. No, I really like it. It's about time someone showed a bit of solidarity with the poor bloke. He's been beleaguered. <laughs> That's the press word, isn't it? Beleaguered. I don't think anyone in the real world uses that. The press word is he's been beleaguered, and he had a nightmare at Newcastle because of his Sunderland connections. Uh, but no, it's fantastic to uh, to have him. Can you think of any other words which we only see in print in? British newspapers, especially tabloid ones. I, like, I, um, I, I, I was, uh, I was just, um, I was just Rom- thinking. 
romp. I was just thinking, Yuri uh, uh, Tielemans, when he played against United, was issuing a, a come and get me plea. <laughs> nobody issues a come and get me in plea. In real life. They? In real life. Nobody says, come and get me. The, and they don't plea it either. The page three girls are often described as sassy. <laughs> I mean, have you ever been in a bar like... Oh, you're sassy. You're sassy. You know, it's a whole new um, different set of languages, isn't it? Um, how are you feeling about United at the moment? Well, uh, Wednesday was just fantastic. Uh, I loved it. It was brilliant. But, you know, there are clearly issues. There are clearly problems. Um, I, I, have a, I don't know. I, I've, I have a theory. The major problem is you can't play Ronaldo... <laughs> Fernandez and Pogba in the same team but what was brilliant about Wednesday was Pogba could come on late exploit the fact the opposition weren't pressing I'm really glad to see you, you know if you if you were playing against United and had Cavani and Rashford in the team they're going to be in your faces all the time these guys aren't and I, I'm not sure whether you can afford to have the luxury of all three of them in once I have to I have to speak with you. okay you can speak with me so come here then if you want to speak where are you from I'm from Faroe Island. You're from the Faroes, okay. Yes. Uh, my, f- my father is with me. He's been the United supporter since uh, 58. Okay. And uh, I asked him last year when he got 80 years old, uh, what do you uh, want for prison? He said, one trip to Old Trafford. So you're 80 years old. You yes. look fantastic for 80 years old. I Eight. thought you were 79. <laughs> and, and Now is he 81 years old. Yeah. All right, so... When uh, I, I came to the Faroe Islands, I, I wrote an article about the big derby game there yeah, in, in Torshavim. Yeah, I know that. It's the only time I've been rejected by a footballer after a game who promised he'd meet me. And it was the best Faroese player at the time. I've forgotten his name. Uh, but his team lost 6-1, so he wasn't very happy. <laughs> and, he, and he rejected me um, after the game. But I really liked it. I thought yeah, your islands were, were beautiful. It was really nice. But I was also told that there were slightly more Liverpool fans there than United yeah, fans. Too, too, too much of them. Right, that was 2006. Is that still the case? Who, who's the most popular team in your in the Faroe Islands? Yeah, it's like like uh, Fer- that's United and Liverpool. Uh, it, I think it, yeah. it, it depends who you ask. Okay, if you ask olders, I'm asking you then yeah. in your generation. Yeah. My generation and down is United fans, and up is Liverpool fans. Can I have predictions from all of you? This is for the United We Stand podcast of the score from for today's game. United, if United win, it won't be with more than one goal. I I am uh, saying that for three days now. I think United will be t- win three one. Everyone keeps saying three one. I'm so optimistic. Three one. Three one. Yes. Yes. Three zero. <laughs> two one. I think. My God, optimism. So finally. One thing people said to me was one reason English football was so popular in the Faroes. Obviously, geographically, we're quite close. You're closer than, than Spain, for example. But in the Second World War, a lot of British soldiers went to the Faroes. Yes. And a lot of Faroese, there was like a very strong bond between. And you could also receive the BBC World, um, radio, I was told. And these, these were like historical reasons why English football... Yes. I, can, I can remember him looking, uh, listening to the BBC for uh, the result from the football games. What year? Yeah. Many years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Yeah. Listening to BBC. Yeah. yeah. Manchester. I, he couldn't understand so much, but he could understand when United was scored. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. It's nice to meet all of you. Can, can, can I get it?
I'm speaking to more people. Is Kevin? I put a picture of Kev on the internet before the Villarreal game. There was loads of love for him. People have seen him at the matches for years. I'm going to go to a game with you soon, aren't I? Right. I'm I'm getting you on the podcast now because you've just said what loads of people are saying. Well, tell me. Right. I I think it's going to be three-one because I don't think if we try to play for one goal, we'll get beat. So I think they've got a goal for it. And that's why. Have you bumped into any former United players and asked them to predict the score today? Yeah. Paddy Cladden and Lou McCarry. What did they say? They, they wouldn't predict. They refused to? Yeah. I bet I can get a prediction out of Paddy before kick-off. <laughs> that's, my, that's my target. I need to find him first. Right. Well, so, good luck. Um, how are you feeling about United at the moment? Uh, I think... I think sometimes some of the players... I'm probably more responsible than the manager and I know the manager's probably still learning it, it, tactically but then again when the Fergie first came on the, on the scene he didn't win out for a few years so I think once them players are on the pitch I don't think your manager can do much when it first kicks off Where are you watching the game today? I'm up in the Stratford end. So this is the new disabled section in the Stratford end. Can you tell me about it? Yeah, I've read yeah. about it. I've not been in there yet. Yeah, it's, it's really good. They've knocked out uh, the Edward Woodward's box and another box. And then they've, they've completely adapted it for the disabled. And it's really good in the way of I can get into, the, into my area without any hustle or bustle. There's no fans pushing you. And it's a great view, just that we've got to alter the back row seats. And, uh, and they're in the process of trying to sort something out with that. Why? Because a little weed like me uh, cannot, re- cannot see over them. So there's, there's myself and about two others, they're in the same position. And so they're trying to, they're trying to sort something out. They've had a chat with the architects, okay. but I don't know they'll fill in that yet. Okay, so overall, it's a good new facility. Yeah. You, you feel like you're in the middle of it all in the yeah, Stratford yeah. end? Oh, yeah, in the Strat- yeah, it's great. I'm right in the middle of it all because I've got the singing, the lads, in that end, and they're right where we are, so I get a buzz off that because I really I, I enjoy that side of it. When I was at the other end, it was great, a good spot. But one, you kept a lot drier up there, but the atmosphere is different again. I, uh, I love it. Thank you for your time. Today, many small business owners are busier than ever. Time spent searching for and interviewing candidates can take time away from managing and growing a business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has made it easier to get candidates worth interviewing faster. And it's free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network with over 30 million people in the UK. Focus on candidates with the skills and experience you need. Use screening questions to get your role in front of not only the most qualified people, but the best people. Then use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritise who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster and you can post a job for free. Just visit linkedin.com forward slash united. 
Again, that's linkedin.com forward slash united to post a job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I'm with Faz, who's a well-known face from the match. Um, three hour, two or three hours to kick off. Um, Faz was right on my case the other day when I went on radio and gave a very balanced appraisal of where Manchester United are at the moment. In my opinion, he has a slightly different opinion. Welcome to the United We Stand podcast, Faz. Um, you called one of your kids after Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Say again? Say that again. Tell me the name of your children. I've got two boys. Uh, one's named Jordan, uh, after Joe Jordan. And the other one, who's the youngest one, is named Oli Gunnar George, after, obviously... <laughs> after Ollie, but you were on my case about Ollie Gunner the other day. I was. So how you how are you feeling about him? You not think you, no, you didn't sound convinced that you think he's the right man to take United forward? No, he's, he's not. I, I've just stuck by him as long as I could, thinking he was going to be the right man. You know, because obviously the great results in Europe when he had him away from home. Um, but it's just team things, and, and what he's doing there at the moment, like he's got two of the best strikers in. the Eight, the best, eight strikers in the world. We got two of them playing for United: in Varane, uh, Cavani, and and uh, obviously Cristiano. Right now, Al, how has he not getting in both? He's scored over a thousand goals between them. Not in you the think they should be played together? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I should. Be, I think we he should have the bollocks to go four four two. Uh, and that's the formation to go because you can't get a more pressing formation than four four two. Because if everyone does their job, there won't be no gaps of people. And it's easier to bullet people as well. If someone's not doing pulling their weight, you can see on the four four two formation, you can see who's not marking up and picking up. That's my opinion. And just go for it. You know what I mean? And in, like say, the only, it, when you play two up front and get cro- and get keep getting crosses in, there's, there's four players who you can give them a bollock in. There's two fullbacks and the two and the two wingers. They're, the, if they're not getting crosses into people. Then, you know, that, in my view, that's that's where the problem is. Isn't it? You've got a bollocks. You can just say, if you don't do your job, get off. So he's just had the bollocks to go. He's got a great squad there, but I just don't think he's capable of doing it. I just, you know, I, I can't really. I'm really disappointed all the time. Every time I watch Fred and Flipping McTominay play centre midfield for Manchester United, it, it's, it's, it's not on. You know You've still I mean? been going to all the games, though. I've still I, seen you. You've still been going to the matches. Of course I have. Yeah? yeah Everywhere? Yeah, 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 yeah. Missed any this year? No. Not been everyone this year. Yeah? Yeah. Back no, on it. You've not got it's a Manchester accent. No. <laughs> tell, me your, tell me your backstory. Backstory? I'm from Ramsgate in Kent, originally. Yeah. You've uh, lived up here years, I've lived up you? here 20-odd years now. Married, married a, a Manchester girl from Whitefield. I remember you tried to pull one of my aunties at my 21st. I did, yeah. <laughs> I did, yeah. I did. She was quite nice, actually. Uh, yeah, she, she was very nice. I don't want to know any more information. Uh, uh, is she still alive? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's 21st, yeah. Taking a dark turn, this now, hasn't it? <laughs> right. 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 But, you know, Predictions today, boys, all of you. 3 2 United. 3 2 United. 3-1, yeah, United. Can't yeah, go against Fancy 3-1 as well. Uh, yeah. I mean... <laughs> I know, but I've got to go United. I can't, I can't, can't go against them horrible bastards, can I? Yeah, what was your worst either. trip to Liverpool? When was it the most dangerous the for most you? most dangerous? God, Jesus Christ, it's been loads. Been loads, and Have you ever been frightened there? No. Nah. Not, not on my own, I have. Yeah, sorry, on yeah. my own. We get caught out with one or two of you yeah. because it's dodgy. Yeah. They just, they just, they just didn't know. Like, we used to go to Tottenham. They knew you got on that high road. They just knew that you was a United fan. Yeah, it seemed to me when you was a kid. Like, Even with your thinking. accent, you couldn't have blacked yeah, it. No, they, they couldn't. Seriously, seriously, they just, they just sniffed at you. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Probably because he's probably his like, scarf is like, you know, like, <laughs> That might have been a giveaway <laughs> with a red and white. Yeah. No, but it was, yeah, seriously. Are Liverpool United's biggest rivals for you? Yeah, for me, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you lads as well, yeah. yeah. 100%. More yeah. than City, yeah, more than Leeds, more than yeah. at the time. And and I've always said it, Liverpool, right, City in my lifetime, City won't emulate us. Yeah. They won't take us over. But there's only others that one side can. Yeah. And that's Liverpool. Yeah. Like we did to them. They're the closest to us. So whoever team was closest to you. It got, you know, they might do it one day, but I'll be dead by then. But in my life, you know, if, if, all the time we got these in charge, though, it could happen. In right. my view, you know what I mean? So Ollie's at the wheel. Do you want to give us Ollie's... a song of it? No, no, not really. <laughs> Conti's at the wheel. That's your man you want, Conti. Right, nice, nice to hear from man. you. Take care. Brilliant, mate. As I walk to the ground, a gentleman's just stopped me to say uh, he usually listens to some of the stuff that we do. And you said you're from Dublin. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I listen to you a lot on News Talk, Andy. So you come over for games regularly? Yeah, well, I try to get over as much as I can, about, about three times a year, if lucky, you know. And with COVID, that just... No, it has stopped altogether, so yeah. So this yeah. is like your This is the first one, yeah. So here with, with two friends here. Right. Yeah. How so. are you feeling about Manchester United at the moment? Well, I feel uh, the fans themselves in the actual ground are a lot uh, dependent, but on social media, I think they're a lot different. So I think oh, they need a chance, they're a growing team, and uh, we'll see how we get on over the next couple of months, you know what I mean? How are you feeling about uh, the manager? Well, I think at the moment, I think he's doing a good job, but I think some of his tactics for some of the games aren't in scope of what they can produce, because they have a serious team and they need to use those processes, etc., you know? Tell me about the football support in Dublin. As I understand it, United and Liverpool are by far the most popular clubs they are yeah just over in the last five years though a lot of the kids for instance two lads here both you know I support their kids now support Liverpool right so it's just the way that, City City yeah my brother's a big Man City fan for how long uh, how, how long is he big yeah. Man City about 25 years ok yeah. so he's a proper blue yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and are there Chelsea are there Arsenal fans no, or is it mainly United Liverpool mainly United Liverpool and Man City you might get the odd Arsenal fan that's older about my age you know but younger fans, no, not really. When the young ones grow, you know, young ones growing up to about ten now, it's either Liverpool, Man City, or whoever's winning the league, you know that sort of way. And where do Bowes and Shelbourne and the, the Shamrock Rovers um, fit fit into this? Do they they would have a, a hardcore of a couple of thousand who go to yeah, games? Yeah, they would. You have a hardcore couple of fans, and they would be Irish fans. Also, they would go to all the FAI games as well, the Ireland Republic matches. I go to a lot of them too, you know. But um, they wouldn't. Some of them would go to games here, but they're more about the Irish league, you know. Okay. Which needs a lot of investment to grow as well, you know. Okay. But it is growing. All right. Yeah. Final question: What's the best city out of uh, Cork and Dublin? Dublin. <laughs> as if you were going to answer anything different. Come on, Andy. Thanks a lot. Quite amusing that I've just spoken to a Dubliner because um, next lady who's come to say hello. Tell me where you're from. I'm from Cork. Now I just asked a Dubliner. Uh, which the best city in Ireland is and he said Cork can you believe it you must think the same about Dublin or do you think Cork's the best place uh, no Cork is the real capital <laughs> <laughs> he said Dublin I'm only joking so I did a piece for radio in Cork on Friday and I also bumped into Dennis Irwin on Friday in Manchester he's got to buy a newspaper and I told the guy in Cork that I just bumped into Dennis Irwin he said, oh, I used to play with Dennis. He was a central defender. We played in the same team together. And uh, I told Dennis, and he knew him. He said, yeah, he used to come to my house in Manchester. And I thought, what a small world we're in. So tell me about your trip for this weekend. Yeah, we travelled on the ferry on Saturday. So I'm here with my two sons and my husband. Okay. Um, and we were very fortunate to get tickets for the game. So we're really, really looking forward to it. 
we know United are going to win. <laughs> right, I, I hope you're right because people will be listening to this uh, after the game. Yeah. Where did the ferry go from and to? Uh, we drove from Cork, so we went up to Dublin and got the ferry from Dublin yesterday morning. We had an early start to left at 3 a.m. yesterday morning. How long did it take you to drive to Dublin? Uh, it took us just under three hours. And how long was the ferry then? The ferry was just under three hours as well. So we arrived about quarter to one yesterday. And uh, Hollyhead or Hollyhead, okay. yeah. Came from Hollyhead and came straight up here then yesterday evening. So did the sights in the city centre, went to the Trafford Centre, done the usual haunts. So yeah, we're, we're sorted. What do you think of Manchester as a city? I'm always intrigued what people think of it as a... I actually love it. We come over here a couple of times a year if we can. Obviously, Covid kind of scuppered it for the past couple of months, but we're back now with a bang. So no, really like it. I must say Trafford Centre is absolutely amazing. Um, I sound like my mum. <laughs> we had a great kick out of it last night, I have to say. My mum goes all the time. Why do you go? You went, you went yesterday yesterday to buy a top but you bought one yesterday yeah. and um yeah well that's that's mother's in it yesterday she said to me um you got any spare coats for them syrians because they get bloody freezing in the winter i'm like what the, the syrians i went the who she went you're not seeing them on on the telly i said do you mean the, the afghanis she went yeah them I'm like, no, I've not got any spare coats. I appreciate the sentiment of trying to help out refugees with people who've come over but uh Calling, a, calling a, an Afghani a Syrian is like calling you Swiss or a Dubliner. <laughs> could no, be very offensive. No, it could be very much so. Cork through and through. Can't have it any other way. So, <laughs> did you know Roy? Similar. Did you know Roy Keane when younger? Yeah, I knew him when we were younger. Uh, when he started off in Rockmountain, obviously, then when he went on to Cove Ramblers. So, yeah. Roy's from the north side of the city and I'm from the, the city originally as well. So Mayfield wouldn't have been too far from where I lived originally. Um, living out in County Cork now, so we've had to move out a bit. House prices dictate, such as everywhere. Um, but yeah, it's always nice to see Roy come back to town. He always comes back and it's great. Supports all the charities locally. Um, great with the guide dogs in Cork. He's absolutely fantastic and always helps out. Cork penny dinners. Any, he's a legend. He's absolutely a legend in Cork. He was very good bringing together Liam Miller's testimonial. Yeah. He was the one who put all the calls into he the was. players. Yeah. And uh, I went over there and I really enjoyed going going to your your city. Finally, can I have a prediction for today's game? I'm going to go all out and I'm going to say three one to United. We yeah. always turn up against the Scousers. Always do. You're not the first person who said that. Yeah. Really. Always do. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for your time. Cheers. Thank. So that's it for this podcast. We'll be joining you again for another podcast soon with United We Stand. Thanks to everyone who's joined, who's bought the mag today outside the ground. Good night.